Hello, I'm Bailey from the Substack community team. If you don't know Substack, we describe ourselves as a place for independent writing. Our goal is to make it simple for writers to start paid newsletters. You're about to hear a recording from a recent Spotlight On event we did with a Substack writer. We host these workshops in partnership with writers from various categories, from local news to fiction, to learn from their experience building an independent writing career. To learn more and read recaps of these events, head to library.substack.com. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited to welcome you to Substack's Spotlight on Fiction. I'm Katie from the community team here at Substack. Our team's sole focus is to celebrate and accelerate writers on the platform. Today, we're excited to celebrate a budding and vibrant category, fiction. For today's workshop, we're gonna start with an interview between Elle Griffin and Bailey, who leads community here at Substack. They'll discuss Elle's journey gearing up to publish, grow, and go paid on Substack. Followed by the interview, Elle will host a demo that goes into the nuts and bolts of hosting a fiction publication. Now, I'd like to briefly introduce our two hosts. When Al Griffin ran out of French literature and the Associated Gothics to read, she decided to write her own. After she finished writing her Gothic novel, she researched the best way to publish it and wrote a brilliant piece called, The One We're Writing Books Is Not Really a Good Idea. The article went viral, being passed around on Hacker News, Slack channels, and Twitter as a sharp analysis of the state of the publishing industry. In the article, Al makes the case that while there isn't a perfect home for serializing fiction online, she would publish her novel on Substack as an experiment. Now she's gearing up for her September launch, where she will release one chapter per week through June of 2022. We asked Al to speak today because of the rigor with which she has approached serializing fiction on Substack. She also has been uniquely generous to other writers in the genre, organizing close to 500 writers in the Substack Writers Unite Discord, and even spotlighting others on her own Substack. Today, Bailey will interview Al. Bailey is the fearless leader of community at Substack and also a writer, storyteller, and researcher. Before Substack, she ran People & Company with the mission to help people bring their people together. With business partners Kyle Mersoto and Kevin Huynh, they published Get Together, How to Build a Community with Your People. Without further ado, I will pass the virtual mic to Bailey and Al. Hey, Al. Let me just start by saying what a pleasure it is to be doing this interview. I've been researching communities for a long time, and the atomic unit of any community is someone like you who generously gives to others and organizes others. And so I'm so grateful that we got to meet and that you are in our ecosystem at Substack. And this interview is something that I'm, it's meaningful for me to do. So I'll jump right in with the first question. I'm sure many other people in the audience feel similarly about you. But the first question I have for you is, Katie references in their intro, but you wrote this great piece on your Substack, which ended up in our company Slack about how no one will read your book if you publish it. The sort of hard truth about publishing. You talked about the flaws in traditional publishing and in self-publishing 
how serial novels are not yet a viable alternative and how at this point it's hard for fiction writers to make money. Why did you ultimately decide to head to Substack and publish your novel there? What was the insight? Hi, everyone. Um, basically, what happened was I finished writing my novel. And last year, 2020, was I was I set out to do what every writer who finishes writing a novel does, which is pitch it to agents. And I pitched it to kind of, I pitched it to more than 120 agents. And they all rejected it. And as I was kind of going through this process of, of doing it, I realized that um, I realized why they were rejecting my book, which is because it is a strange little gothic novel that um, will appeal to a certain kind of person, but it won't appeal to every kind of person. Um, I started researching how the publishing industry works. And essentially, if you're a big publishing house, what you're looking for are the Dan Browns of the world who are going to write a novel and it's going to sell millions of copies. Um, and by selling millions of copies and the publishing house taking 70% of those royalties, that's how they make money. So they're looking for the big blockbusters um, in that world. And my book is definitely not a blockbuster, um, but I started researching sort of how it works for, for novelists. And as I started getting some stats from, um, graciously, the CEO at Bookstat gave me stats. I just healed this. I was having him comb the entire registry of every book that sells in online. And he was just combing all of his data databases and basically discovered that um, only 0.01% of books sell more than 100,000 copies. And those are the co copies um, publishing houses are looking for. Um, meanwhile, 96% of books sell less than 1,000 copies total. So if you think about that, when you're going to sell a book, most by far and large, the most, uh, most books on the market are going to sell less than a thousand copies. It's just really, really small. And I just started thinking, well, um, if if I'm only going to sell one thousand, maybe two thousand copies of my book, because that's about as big of an audience as I can picture for something like what I wrote. Um, how could I effectively monetize that if I put it up on Amazon and just let it sell for three dollars? Then my family and maybe a hundred other people might find it and I'll make a couple hundred bucks and that'll be it. But um, you started to be this idea of the, the creator economy where you can um, essentially monetize a really niche audience. Either, you know, you've seen, there's, there's some authors doing it on Patreon um, where it only takes a thousand people paying eight, $8 a month for you to make a living of $100,000 a year. And I just thought, okay, well, if, if 1,000 people if there's 1000 if i think there's 1000 people out there who might be willing to pay $8 a month to subscribe to my novel as a serial then maybe that idea will work um and so i kind of started looking at case studies for that and there's actually some really good ones in history like if you look at the count of monte cristo um charles dickens things like that they were all serialized they they weren't paid by the book they were paid by the word that's why those books are so long. Um, and so, and that, and that kept a wrapped audience. It was like Game of Thrones when Count of Monte Cristo was coming out. It was like each week in the weekly newspaper, everyone was grabbing their copies and being like, oh my God, did you hear what happened to Edmund Dantes this week? Um, and so I just thought maybe that, maybe we could do that again. And as I'm starting to have that idea, um, I'm realizing that there actually are people doing it on Substack. 
they're just not writing fiction, they're writing nonfiction. Um, but um, they're, they're doing it. They're charging people $5 a month, $10 a month, $40 a month. And they're, there are people who are earning millions of dollars a year doing that. So it just seemed like, okay, here's this platform that already sort of has that idea ready to go. And let, let's just do it now with fiction. So that's what I'm going to try anyway. I didn't know about the Count of Monte Cristo research, but <laughs> I'm charmed to hear that. He made $60,000 per issue, per chapter. That's wow. in today's dollars. So he was making a killing. Whereas all selling one book, we're making like $10. Totally. <laughs> so one thing that I love about what you're doing is um, I think you're approaching growing your audience in really creative entrepreneurial ways. And in particular, we see a lot of writers who feel that they are burdened to grow their audience on their own instead of to create a team around them. But I want to ask you maybe the most open-ended version of this question, which is uh, walk us through how you're thinking about growing your subscriber email list, maybe getting to that thousand reader number. Um, what's worked for you so far? What hasn't? So um, the biggest thing was trying to figure out how to grow my audience on Substack. I figured the easiest way to do that would be to learn from other Substack writers who have already done it. Um, and there's a few Substack groups out there, but they are kind of mostly um, like Reddit, especially is just super closed off. They don't let you talk about your own work. You can only like ask questions of other people. And I just didn't think that was very helpful. Um, so I created a Discord server and then um, I stalked everybody on Twitter that used the combination of the word fiction and the word Substack. Um, and I still do this every day to find those people. It's a great um, tactic right? <laughs> to find someone in your own category or genre. Exactly. Um, and I was like, hey, join this Discord server. We can all learn from each other. Um, and so there's a lot of fiction writers in there now. I think Rachel just shared the link in the chat. Hey, Rachel. Um, but um, so we started having this group of little group of Substack fiction writers in there all talk, talking about what worked for each of us. Um, and then we started inviting the greater Substack community. Like we didn't want to just learn from the other fiction writers. We wanted to learn from the nonfiction writers too. So, um, and it just started growing from there. Now there's, I think like close to 500 people in there. Um, and it's really awesome. You guys should all join it, um, in that link, but we have a little spreadsheet in there called cross promotions where we all put in our Substack um, and the genre, and then we can contact each other and say, Hey, I'll mention you in this newsletter. If you mention me and that's been really helpful. Um, I will say that the thing that's been most helpful as I grow my audience. So, so I'm only still learning about this, by the way, how to grow my audience on Substack. Um, I only started my, um, my Substack in February and I've grown it. Well, I've grown it by a thousand people in the last two months. So how, what worked for me for those a thousand people in the last two months was, um, essentially one tactic, which was, I have two articles on my website that took me a really long time to write. One took me all of 2020 to research and the other one took me like another six months to research, which was those were two articles that were about publishing industry at large, like here's how the publishing industry is going and here's what I've learned. Um, and um, 
those articles turn out to resonate with people other than me because there's other writers out there that are also trying to research these things and publishing is just such a black box that when when I finally was like, here's some numbers, people were like, oh my God, this is what the publishing industry is doing. Um, so I just shared those two articles um, in a bunch of different ways. The first was one, which is on Hacker News. I think it's like hacker app.hackernews.com or something. Um, but you can just share your link on there. And sometimes they go viral and sometimes they don't. But one of mine did. And that's the one where I got like 60,000 views in one day and 600 comments. It, it was crazy. Um, and then the other one is advertising. So my budget for I'm, my book is coming out in September and I've decided that I'm going to spend $2,000 of my own money to try to advertise it. And so I um, am advertising in other newsletters and that has really been great. So I, and when I advertise, I don't just say like, here's my newsletter. I advertise those two specific articles, which one is called no one will read your book. And the other one is called writing books isn't a good idea. So they're already kind of provocative in their own right. So when I publish that title in um, these links and study hall and um, Anne Friedman's newsletter, um, and uh, I lit hub daily, those people, you, I can see floods of people go in to read those articles on those days when those advertisements go live. Um, and, um, and so that, that has been really helpful to me, especially because, um, side note, a couple of the, the ones that I've been mentioning. So D's links study hall and, um, Sonia's newsletter, those newsletters are all specifically for freelance writers, which I think is especially potent as an advertising opportunity because not only am I advertising to other writers, but I'm advertising towards other writers who are freelance writers looking for good article ideas to write about. So, so they're reading that being like, I'm trying to look for an article to pitch to New York Times or, to or whatever. And so that has had more not only has it gotten me more newsletter subscribers, but it's also gotten me some people writing saying, hey, can I interview you on this newsletter? Or Bailey reaching out to me saying, hey, will you lead this Substack workshop? Um, so I think there's some benefit into kind of networking with, with other writers and community. So just to play that back, you have created a community of like-minded writers. Um, you've also spent a lot of time to create a couple of really high quality pieces of writing about a topic that you sense could resonate and did. And then you're cross-promoting in front of audiences that you think might be interested in pieces of writing that you've done and possibly writing pieces of press about you down the line. Seems like you have a pretty uh, entrepreneurial marketing capacity in your brain. And so I'm glad you're sharing all these ideas with everyone else. Um, for our next question, I want to ask you and even uh, one of the most sort of psychologically and emotionally sensitive questions about being a writer today, being on Substack today, which is that asking for money is hard. And I'm wondering what advice you have for writers who are considering asking their readers to pay for their substacks for the first time or pay for their writing for the first time. Um, so first of all, I haven't monetized my newsletter yet. I'm gonna open it for monetization 
um, Labor Day weekend. So the first weekend in September when I'm going to launch the prologue of my book. And my personal plan is to do the first four chapters. So in the month of September, I'll have the prologue, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, all come out to my entire newsletter list. Um, and at the bottom, it'll say, you know, to keep reading once October hits, you'll have to subscribe um, and pay the, the annual. And I'm actually going to go for the annual fees. So it is different writing fiction um, because it's not the same as writing nonfiction where you can say, hey, here's another version of my newsletter and you can pay to receive it. And you're hoping for rolling admissions where you're getting new subscribers every month and it doesn't matter where they start because the next one isn't attached to the last one and they can just start right there. Well, for fiction, um, my book is going to start in September. So I'm actually not following the traditional Substack monetization model. I'm following the e-course model. If you see courses or classes online, how they monetize is, um, you know, with a, any kind of class that you take online, you have to take the first class and the second class. There's a sequential order. And so how they do their launches online is they, they say like, um, B school as an example, B school, she opens for her launch once a year. I think it's in July. And she's like, okay, it's July. The time is here, everybody. And then every, all July are just getting tons of promotional stuff. And she's like, sign up for B school, sign up for B school, sign up for B school. And then August rolls around and you're all enrolled in class. So that's how I'm going to do it for my novel. It'll just be like September is go time. And it's like, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Um, and I'm making the annual subscription significantly cheaper than the monthly subscription to encourage people to buy annually. So mine will be $10 a month if you're going to buy monthly, but it'll be $50 a month or $50 for a year if you buy the whole year. So my hope is that I'm encouraging everybody to get in on September and and then they'll be buying the whole book. Um, and then by the time October rolls in, everybody's just signed up to get the book. And I'm going to do that same process every single year. So this book will launch in October and be done in June. I'll have July and August off. And then next September, we'll start my second book. And so it'll be the exact same window when, when right when Substack is saying, hey, but by the way, your annual subscription's about to renew. I'll be launching my second book. And so they'll be like, okay, I want to renew again. So, um, so that's kind of my plan of monetization. And I think that's a little bit easier on writers who aren't used to asking for money because you're just asking basically once a year. Um, and I think some other companies that do this well are like Wikipedia or NPR, where you never hear about that they need money, but you use them all year. And then once a year, they're like, by the way, if you would only pay $3, we could keep doing this for another year. And then you're like, okay, I'm in. I signed up. I'll pay for that. I, I did use that all year. And it feels less like, it feels like I don't have to sell to people when I, in my daily writing, I can just write. I love that framework of thinking about it, like a course or sort of like NPR. Substack's still pretty young. And I think Elle, you're thinking like ahead of the curve for this emerging genre on Substack. And we see different models working for different types of writing. Like for a local news reporter, it's very different from a nonfiction journalist to serialized fiction. It's one of the reasons why I'm also so excited that you have access to a community of writers who are also trying to answer these questions because 
I think you can learn so much faster when you're near other people who are thinking about the same problems. We already talked about this Discord server a bunch, which uh, I'm in, I think is awesome. I would love to see more of these in the world um, and it's something you forged. And I'm just curious what has maybe been the biggest benefit of having 400 other Substack writers kind of at your fingertips on a day-to-day basis. How would you reflect on like the value that that's brought to you as a writer? Well, um, there's always, what's so nice about it is there's always at least like 20 people in there actively online. And it's always like a different group depending on what time of day it is. Um, but you can ask a question any time of day and somebody will respond instantly. And even, um, Jeff, who I think he's on here, I saw him this morning, he posted in the community or in the community building channel saying that he just had success being on um, this Twitch show and um, he got to kind of show his Substack live on this Twitch show and and was able to get a bunch more newsletter subscribers from it. And so he kind of shared his results. Um, and, you know, some people have been featured in the Substack newsletter and they'll share their results and how that worked out for them. Um, and so everyone's kind of always sharing ideas and you can ask for ideas all the time and people will always answer. So it's just... I think, I mean, it's like anything in life, it just is helpful to have community around it, you know? Thank you for tuning in. Being an independent writer shouldn't mean being alone. The Substack Writer Community is here for you. We're hosting an ongoing series of workshops and interviews designed to accelerate and celebrate writers who are publishing on Substack. To sign up for a future event, visit substack.com slash events or read more about what we learned at these events at library.substack.com. We'll see you soon.